Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Welcome to Real Life Church. It is so good to see your smiling faces here this morning. Well, hey, whether you're with us in person here at Country Trail or you're joining us online, go ahead and stand to your feet. We're going to worship God big together today.
Hey, can we give it up big to God this morning? Man, what a powerful song. Man, if you don't understand what that means to be a child of God, I pray that by the time the day's over, you understand it and you were in that spot where you can call yourself a child of God. Let's give it up for God one more time, real big. Man, I'm so glad to see you guys in the Lord's house today. Hey, we have another special group that is following along with us online. Can we give a huge round of applause and welcome to Real Life Online? Yeah, there we go. And thank you guys for being with us online. Hey, take a quick second if you're with us in person. Find somebody that you don't know or do know around you and just say hi. Tell them how glad you are to see them here this morning. can go ahead and be seated man you guys are sounding good today hey if you're new here with us can i let you know that you're you are our honor guest and thank you so much for being here we're excited to have you here i want to invite everybody to look down on your chair the chair next to you there is something called a connection card there if you're new with this we're going to invite everybody to fill us out if you're new with this we would love for you to fill us out to the level you're comfortable put your name for mark first time really our goal is to make you feel at home here in real life we want to pray for you, let you know that we care about you. If you are new with this, I'd also love to invite you to hang out with us just for five minutes at a meet and greet with Pastor Sean and some leadership right after this gathering, right at the front. We've got a free gift for you. we just love to share with you a little bit about who we are and let you just uh, share with you who you are or who you are and just find out, you know, what makes uh, Real Life just a good spot for you guys to be. And again, we're so excited for you to be here. If you call Real Life home, we're also inviting you to fill this out. We're doing it for a couple reasons. We just want to have everybody fill out a card so nobody's singled out and feels alone. But more importantly, our team is committed to pray for you guys. We want to stay connected with you. So when you pray or when you fill that out and you drop that in the giving buckets, which we'll pass at the end of the gathering, it's just a great for a way for us to, to make sure everybody's getting connected with, everybody's getting prayed for, really because that's what on our heart. That's who we are. And it really flows out of what our mission is, is to see people far from God discover the real life and purpose of Jesus. Can I say it this way? God cares about souls. God cares about you. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with, whether your life is perfect or whether your life is messy and broken right now. God has something for you in this. And so we are so excited. And just thank you for everybody that invites somebody week in and week out to, uh, to a gathering because we just love seeing where people are at and having God reach out to them and allowing us to take that opportunity to reach into their lives as well. It also kind of flows into really the message series that we're, we're going into or we're in right now. If you guys are anything like me, it's really easy to focus on the details, right? The bill that has to get paid, the thing that's not going right, the relationship that's broken, something that's just screwed up beyond our own control. But what we miss is the greater purpose, the greater reality, really the, the hope for heaven in our hearts. Because God's created us in his image. And there's a purpose and there's something he has for us and it's implanted in here. And we're meant to be searching for something greater and that's God. So I want you guys to lean into just a, a song and message of praise as we continue our series, Songs That Bring Hope.
We're going to worship God with another song. This song is called Make Room. It really is a song of surrender. Quite honestly, just a prayer of surrender to God. And just declaring that we're making room for Him. Like the line says, to do whatever you want to do. So whatever that looks like for you today to make room for Him. Maybe it's to raise your hands as a sign of surrender. Maybe it's to close your eyes or just to be still. But make some room for Him today, right now, as we, as we sing this song together. Every lie. 
Let's lay down Jesus' feet. Come on. Here and now, come on. April 30th, 2023, this is the day we're going to lay at the feet of Jesus. Amen. I know so many of us, uh, man, this week is a great week, but uh, there's some battles going on this week. Uh, there's some things that are weighing on our hearts. Uh, just talking to people this morning that they're walking through a season and uh, maybe you're getting weary in a battle. Uh, you need God's strength today. Uh, maybe you're in a season where your heart's heavy. Maybe there's a loss. I feel like this year has been a, a, a year of um, funerals, uh, overdoses, just so many things that just weigh on our hearts. Uh, every day we go to church, it's like, I love you, brother. And then there's stuff that's inside. And so today just can be like one of those encouragements that, um, that the battle you're in, God's going to see you through. And that God's going to do something inside of you and shaping you. And today's a reminder that the promises of God never, ever, 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 come on somebody, ever, ever, we're going to get there, ever, ever, we're going to keep going, ever, ever fail, amen, and never, ever, ever, ever fail, and so we're going to sing this next song, I want to see some passion, uh, worship, touching heaven, changing lives, let the person next to you know you love Jesus, amen, uh, this song came out in 2018, it's written by Chris Brown, it's a song called Won't Stop Now, God's promises never fail, Today we can sing and live our life with promises. So lift a shout to Jesus. Come on, let's give it to God. Let's sing big today. Come on. It's all right to put your hands together on this one, a song of hope and an anthem. I give you glory for all you've brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'm moving forward to follow after you. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. Your Come 
says that God can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think and that same God is here and if you know him he is in you and he is in the midst of your struggle so let's believe him for a breakthrough this morning let's sing it again Jesus. Now, I don't know what battle you're facing today or what you're walking in, but man, God is faithful. Amen. His promises never, ever fail. Those of you maybe that need some strength today, uh, maybe just give yourself to God and surrender. I'm going to give you a moment just with Jesus. Uh, what battle you're facing? What's heavy in your heart today? I want to invite you to just put your hands to your sides, put them out, just close your eyes and say, thank you, Jesus. God, I can build my life on you. God, I'm weary this morning. God, maybe on a financial battle or maybe a marriage or the relationship or someone walking through a season. God, I just need your presence. Got to reminded, God, of your strength. 
God, just the spirit of God in my life, just give me supernatural peace beyond understanding. I'm heavy today, my heart is just weighed down. So God, just give me rest. God, let me rise up on wings of eagles. God, just allow me to give my wounds to you. Maybe in a season of hurt or loss, God, that I'm gonna trust you in this season. So God, you're faithful then you're faithful now, God, you'll show me through. And so God, teach me, God, give me word today, change my attitude, perspective. Let me walk out of here with just joy that I can only get from Jesus and the Holy Spirit just found in me today. And God, just renew my strength because of your promises won't stop now. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen, amen. Come on, one more time for Jesus. Let me know you love the day. One more time, come on. You guys can be seated. Man, we're in the uh, fourth part of this series called The Songs That Bring Hope, and uh, really just walking through the lyrics of songs that just shape our souls, uh, songs that speak to us, uh, songs that just remind us in a battle that God is in control. And so Chris Brown wrote this song. He said this, the songs about believing our best days are ahead of us. What God has planned for us is amazingly more than we can ask or think. And really this is a verse found in Ephesians, and uh, my wife just kind of went through that during the message or the, the worship set there. And uh, we can trust Jesus that God has plans for us. And oftentimes uh, people come against us. Uh, maybe today you feel like there's an enemy at the gate and uh, you feel like maybe there's somebody out to get you or maybe their enemy's out to get you. And today we know that what man meant for evil, God will use for good, amen? So we're gonna get there today. We're gonna look at a lot of promises of God. We're gonna be really really into the scripture today. Uh, we're going to walk through some main promises and some promises are for everybody and God's going to speak to you. And uh, man, we're going to just build today on the foundation. So today, if you feel like your ground is shaky, I would encourage you just to find the promise of God and you just step out on that promise. Amen. Because it's a sure footing. And so this is the Bible says about the promise of God. They're faithful and true. It's, uh, Psalm 102 says this, in the beginning, you being God, laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. It says they will perish but you, you guys are good in there. I get about 30%. I'll give it 30%. It was, there's somebody back there was really excited and a few people here. But you remain. remain. They like that, right? It's more fun when you guys jump in. So they will perish, the earth, the heavens will perish, but you remain. After everything else fades away, Jesus. I love how this Bible starts in the beginning, God. In the end, God. In all things, God. Like Jesus is the footing. He's the cornerstone, holds all things together. It says they will wear out like a garment. I don't know if you've uh, had any garments wear out. I don't know, I'm like, you know, going through like a change of phases here. And uh, man, I got some garments that are wearing out a little bit. Come on, somebody, right? Uh, like clothing, you change them and they will be discarded, but you remain the same and your years will never, ever end. That Jesus is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and for ever. Matter of fact, it says Psalm 33, it says, sing joyfully to the Lord. It says, you righteous. So sing joyful to the Lord that you are Jesus followers. There should be some kind of passion in our bones when we sing. Uh, the person next to you could hear you sing off key. Come on, somebody. Uh, we turn it up a little louder for me because I don't want people to hear me, right? I mean, it's just like, wow, that's some joyful noise you got there, right? I mean, it's just the truth. I always tell people I sing like I'm in prison. Uh, I'm behind four bars and can't find the key. And then they always say, no, no, you can sing. I'm like, no, I really can't, but that's all right. Um, but it says this, it's fitting for the upright to praise him. Like if you're walking with God, like, man, you kind of walk with this like joy in your spirit. There's a song on your heart and just how God works. It says, praise the Lord with the harp. Any harp players in the house? Come on. 
Sadly, no. All right. All right. Anybody want to play the harp? Anybody willing? I've got a few people. I like that. That'd be awesome. Next week, there's going to be harps up here. It's going to be amazing. We're going to go through. Hey, no shame in playing the harp, by the way, right? I mean, David, the greatest warrior, I mean, one of the greatest, if not the greatest warrior for God, he was a harp player. Come on, somebody, right? That boy, he could just, man, strum the strings wherever you just pluck him, baby. You know, he'd have helped with the arrows or something. I don't know how I did it, but it says, praise the Lord with the harp. Uh, make music to him with a 10-string lyre, maybe something like a guitar. Uh, sing to him a new song. I love this. As a Christian, if you're in a battle, um, you're writing a battle hymn in your battle. Uh, every battle comes with a song. If you think about the songs we sing, like the national anthem, right? They're all, they're all born out of a battle. And for your life, there's a song that's unique to you that God is writing through your battle. And every song or, or battle will end with a song that sounds similar to the song we just sang. A song we sang was an anthem that God is always faithful. Now, I can't really start with that, right? I can't, I can't lead with like, oh, here's the anthem. But I can lead through like, hey, God's faithful. Now let's sing the anthem. And for some of you guys, you're not there yet, but you're going to realize at the end of your battle, you're going to say, man, God saw me through. He was faithful. He was there the entire time. Thank you, Jesus. And you just go through enough battles, you start just starting out the battle, like, you know, before it starts, like, thank you, Jesus, that hymn's on your heart. And so today is about putting the song in your life from Jesus. It says, sing them a new song, uh, play skillfully. Um, there's the criteria. Come on, somebody. Um, this is why I'm disqualified immediately. Um, I, you know, if you're on the worship team, it's like, here's the criteria, play skillfully. But I am qualified. We're all qualified for the next part. It says, and shout for joy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. We can do this. Amen. Where are y'all at out there? Come on, Jesus. Yeah. You guys are getting there. I mean, some of you guys have been to the draft, and I'm not talking about the NFL draft. I'm just kidding. Some of y'all had a lot of fun. You go to sport games, you go crazy. I think at church, it should be just a little more crazy. Amen. I mean, we serve the God of all gods. It's like, thank you, Jesus. Like, just wow. I mean, it's not the frozen chosen. All right. Love y'all, but it's like, it's some fire in the blood, you know? Some magma in the veins, right? Um, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on. Verse 4. It says, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. This is amazing about Jesus. You know, Jesus doesn't have to, to retape or rewind. He doesn't have to delete. There's no backspace with Jesus. Amen? Uh, there's no control Z with Jesus. Like, he does it right the first time, every single time. He doesn't measure twice. Come on, somebody. Like, Jesus just knows it and does it, and he's faithful in everything that happens. Every word out of his mouth. So the Lord loves righteousness and justice, and the earth is full of his unfailing love. And by the word of the Lord, by the, the actual words coming out of the mouth of God, it says the heavens were made. It says their starry host by the breath of his mouth. There's a theological term called divine fiat. It simply means that God spoke and it came into existence. Simply the words of Jesus, everything changes. You think about Jesus, it says stars, and or he says moon and sky, darkness, all these things happen. And then Jesus said something very special for us. He didn't speak us into existence. I love telling my, my kids about this because, man, evolution is like the... You know, science is a way of trying to figure things out. It's a great theory, right? But that's all it is, right? And the reality is this, God just spoke and it happened, amen? That's just what the Bible says. So we're just gonna go with that. And so Jesus just speaks into existence, but for us, he intimately forms us. Those separates us from everything else. So we're made in the image of God and he breathed into us the breath of life and we became a living soul. And that's what makes us so different. So we're in the image of God, the only thing in creation that's made in his image. 
It says this, and he gathers the water of the sea in jars and puts them deep in the storehouses. I mean, who knows Jesus? He just kind of packs up the sea, like I'm going on a road trip, go and put that in the luggage and just like go this way. I mean, that's the power of God. He just takes it where he wants to, puts it in its place. Verse 8 says, let all the earth, that's us, fear the Lord. Let all the people on the world revere him. Let us have a, a reverent awe of God. Like when you open the scripture, you don't go to it and say, oh, hey, let's see if there's anything good here today, right? You open the scripture and you say, okay, God, these words are true. Whatever you have for me, I'm going to follow. I'm going to say yes now. Uh, here's the pen. And I want you to write the next chapter of my story. God, speak to me. God, show me something. Be obedient to whatever you read in the scripture. I mean, if you say yes to Jesus long enough, who knows that God is going to radically transform your life. I mean, you say yes long enough. Like, okay, I find Jesus, and I'm going to start following Jesus. Then I'm going to be snapped by Jesus, and okay, I'm going to some battles with Jesus. And, you fall, and all of a sudden, your life is totally radically different because you just started following the promises of God. It says, all the earth fear the Lord, all the people of the world revere him, for he spoke, and it came to be. His words just said it, and it was true. He says he commanded, and it stood firm. I mean, this is the words of God. Who knows if God says it, it's going to come to pass. Amen? I mean, if the, pro the promises that all the people in the Bible wrote on, like literally like, man, they're like, man, I'm on the promise of God. I mean, they think about Paul and, and David, all these people, the same promises that are true for us, amen? If it worked for them, it works for us. It won't stop now. That's the point of the song. God's promises never, ever, ever, ever fail. I love this. The Lord folds the plans of the nations. Like all these nations said, we all have great plans, right? And he thwarts the purpose of his people. I could preach the entire message on this one little scripture here. Because man has his own plans. Man has his own way of doing things. They took Joseph, right, and they sold him into slavery. They threw him in a pit to die, and they got sold, they brought into slavery, right? And then God used it for what? Used it for, for good. That was a hard one. <laughs> Some of you are like, you don't know what I'm talking about. And they're like, oh, that was crazy. But God uses the circumstance for good. Man has his plans, right? I mean, you, you, we look down and we get so discouraged in, in this time, like, oh, man, it's, it, the world's going to hell, and everybody, oh, man, can you believe the thing? And da, da. It's like, dude, we read in the book, amen? Like, we have the promise of God. I mean, Christians are the most joy-filled people in the world, amen? We, we, we're not, we don't mope around and, and go on social media and complain about everything because, because we have the promise of God. If anybody should be ecstatic, it should be us. That's what's attractional. Bible says it's the kindness of the Lord that leads to repentance. And so there's something inside of you that only you can have because you have the promise of God. So you spoke and it came to be commanded to firm. And today the, the plans of the world and other people are fooled and thwarted by God. It says that the plans of the Lord, they stand firm forever. Like if you follow God, there's a sure foundation and the purpose of his heart through all generations. That God's promises never, ever, ever fail. Amen? All right, we're just getting started. That was the first couple chapter, or verses, chapters, right? Uh, Malachi 3.6 says this. This is a short and simple one. It says, I, the Lord, do not. Don't change. I mean, if, if Jesus said it, if Jesus is it, if you want to know who the Father looks like, just look at Jesus. He even says, you've seen the Father because you've seen me. If you want to know what the image of God looks like, just look at Jesus. Who would like to be transformed, just be like Jesus. But the mind and your heart and your passion and your will, just submit to Jesus. James 1.16 says this, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift from above come down from the Father of heavenly lights, the one who spoke in all the lights in heavens, right? The stars, the moon, the sun. 
the one who created all this, he says, who does not change like shifting shadows. That, that, that we don't have a God that's one way one day and, and the next the other day doesn't change his mind. You don't, he doesn't say, I want to go to Burger King for lunch and then says, no, no, I don't want this. You know, he didn't say, let's go to Taco Bell. And, you know, he, he, he sticks to his path. If he says it, it's a sure bet. You can bet the farm on Jesus. Amen. Who knows you can build your life on Jesus. You can say, this is the word of God. I'm going to put my stake down on this. He says he chose to give us birth through the word of truth. That we, we, have, we have Jesus followers. We're born from the word of truth. You think about the word of truth. Or we're talking about one is Jesus and two is the scripture. Now, Jesus, the Bible says in John 1, the word became flesh, and, or that, that Jesus is the word of God. And John 1, 14 says the word became flesh, being Jesus, and dwelt among us, and behold the glory, the glory of the only begotten the Father, full of grace and truth. And so you know what the word of God is? Just look at the words of Jesus, amen? And that from that, we we're born, and it says this, it said we're the first fruits of all he's created. Uh, we're the first evidence of the new creation to come. Last week, we talked about heaven and what it's going to look like, and there's a part of us already looks like heaven, Amen. There's a part of us that's already redeemed. There's a part of us that's changed. And not all of us, right? Because I hang out with all you and you hang out with me and you know, like, there's still old man, right? But the reality is there's a part of us that's already here that's evidence of things of God. So today we just surrender to the promise of God. We surrender to the promise that God has for us. And that's where that song really kept picks up at the end. It says, I know a breakthrough is coming. Uh, you know, your breakthrough is found on the promise of God. Your breakthrough is just, hey, Jesus is going to do something through this. Whether there's divorce, or there's pain, or there's loss, God is going to use it to do something miraculous or to change something inside of you that's more humbled, and he's going to make you different through those circumstances. He says, by faith I see a miracle. This is the bridge of the song. Uh, you know, a miracle is just something supernatural. You know, he's like, oh, maybe we don't have these kind of miracles Jesus did. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. God says you'll do even greater things than Jesus did. Uh, we're going to get there. There's a right hook coming. My God made, my God made a promise to me. Who knows God has made promises to us? Do you guys believe that today? And you think, well, it's a lot about us. Well, yeah, Jesus, he spent a lot of time telling us some things. There's a lot of promises that God has for you. We're going to talk through a lot of promises God has, God has for you today. And it says it won't stop now. His promises will never, ever, ever, ever fail. Do you know you can set your clocks to the promises of God? You can just say, okay, it's going to be. God said it. The sun's coming up. It's going to be. Boom. It's right there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to build my life on Jesus. You know you can build your marriage on the promise of God? You know you can raise your kids on the promise of God? Do you know you can live a life worth living on the promise of God? Do you know your life can be radically changed on the promise of God? I mean, there's one thing you should do as a Christian is just look at the Bible and say, yes, Lord. Amen? Yes, Lord. What do you have for me? You know, the Bible is more about obedience than it, than it is about knowledge. It doesn't help us at all to know the Bible if we don't actually know the God of the Bible. It's about following Jesus. It's not about knowing Jesus. It's about following Jesus. And so there's some great promises in the Bible, and I want to walk through uh, really some major promises for all of us today, and then we're going to give a list of just like kind of like a, what do they call that, like a rapid fire of promises of God. And so uh, I didn't really make it too far in the song because I started seeing the promises God had for us, and I just couldn't stop. And uh, so we're going to jump in some promises. You guys ready? Three people. I like it. <laughs> this could be good. All right, Romans 10.13 says this, everyone who trusts in the name of Jesus... Right? Nope. <laughs> I love you guys. Everyone who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. Amen? Amen? Everyone. Everyone. I love this promise because sometimes you think like, oh, man, why would you guys, I'm not good enough for God. 
You think we're not qualified. And God qualified at the cross. He, he paid it all for us. And the Bible says if you call the name of Jesus, you'll be saved. And it's open to everybody. That means you're not battling alone, amen? And so if you're in a season, you don't, if you don't know Jesus, you, you can have Jesus, right? And that's why the church exists, because we're a mouthpiece to bring Jesus to the world. And our mission every week is to see people call the name of Jesus, amen? Because there's people who are lost, they're dying, and God's left us here on purpose, on mission to bring people to him. And you don't have to do this alone. And so if you're in a battle and the devil got you thinking you're doing it all by yourself, you're absolutely incorrect. You're doing it with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. You know that no one's too far away from the light of the gospel to shine into their life? You never know who's going to walk in on Sunday morning. You never know who's going to walk into your life that needs the gospel. And not a single person is disqualified or is too far or too, uh, too messed up or too dirty for the gospel. Amen? Amen? Amen. Including us. Because we aren't that special. Amen? That's my favorite part about doing a wedding is telling them they're not that special. It's built on Jesus. And they're like, this is too heavy. I'm like, don't ask me to preach your, your wedding. <laughs> oh, man. But no one is beyond forgiveness. And everybody calls the name of Jesus, and that includes you and me, can be saved. Man, what a promise. John 14 says this, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. And this word for advocate, another version, it says a friend. Some say a comforter, a helper, to help you and be with you forever. And this person is what? The spirit of truth. This is the spirit of God. When you, when you became a Christian, what an amazing promise. The spirit of God moved into your life. The, the comforter, uh, the, the peace of God, like not just the idea of peace, like the Third person of the Trinity, peace of God, the Holy Spirit, moved into you, indwelled you. He's in with you. You're not battling alone today, amen? Because the Spirit of God is in your life. You have a friend inside of you. It says the world can't accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be what? Will be in, in you. You know, I think oftentimes we forget driving down traffic, the Holy Spirit's inside of us, amen? Right? And we get frustrated at somebody and we forget, like, hey, this is the spirit of God is in me. I'm the picture of Jesus. I, I can do the right thing because God is inside of me and he wants me to overcome this battle. I'm not an, I'm not an addict. I'm not helpless to the things of the world. I have the power of God in my life. Amen? The Holy Spirit of God is inside of me. You're never alone. You're not lost. You're an ambassador for God. John 14, 26 goes on to say about the spirit. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. And he will remind you of everything I've said to you. This is talking to the disciples. Jesus like, the spirit's coming. He's going to teach you all truth. And he's going to teach you. He's going to remind you of things I've said because who knows we're going to forget it, right? And he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I will give you. And that's the spirit of God. Like in the middle of a storm, you can just be like, hey, you know what? The, the spirit of God is with me. Like there's a supernatural peace that comes through surrender. No matter what battle you're facing, even if you're like neck deep, you don't know if you're going to make it through the week. You don't know how you're going to get where you're supposed to go. You have a big dream and you've got nothing to get there, right? And you're just like, man, come on, God. But you can sit there and say, God, you've got to rot you on me. The Prince of Peace, right? Like the Spirit of God just puts supernatural peace in my life. And you can leave today with that peace. He says, I don't give as the world gives, so don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. I give something great to your life. And for so many people that walk around, they're just like always in trouble. I don't know if you just normally ask people, how you doing? And like 99% of the time, it's like, oh, man, Woo, what a week. Oh. Right? Right? 
It's like three hours, and then like the next time you see him, you're like, hey, hope you had a good week, <laughs> right? Because I don't have time for this negativity. Like, I love you, but dude, we're Christians, and we got to walk around like it was a tough week, but glory to God, hallelujah, praise him, man, because he did some work. There's a new song in my life that he's teaching me. What a struggle God put me through. God put me here for a purpose to change the circumstances I'm in. I mean, that's what kind of passion we need to have, Amen. Instead, it's no, no mopey, no mopey, right? Philippians 3, or Philippians 1, 3. It says, I thank my God every time I remind of you and all my prayers for you. I always pray with joy because your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. This is Paul talking to the church in Philippi. He says, being confident of this, like I'm sure of this thing, that God who began a good work in you will carry it on to what? To completion. Like the work that God started life, he's not going to leave now. He didn't bring you this far to quit. He didn't bring you this far to forsake you. He brought you this far because he's going to show you something good. And the thing that he started his life is called redemption. It's called salvation. And that we're Jesus followers. We are promised salvation. The Holy Spirit sealed you, Ephesians 1.14, and he sealed you. He's, in, he's, he's your down payment that you're going to be a fully changed image of Christ. And this is what's talking about the day of completion. It's talking about the day you receive your words from Jesus. And Jesus says, that good and faithful servant, hopefully, come on, somebody. That's the goal. That's what he says to people who walk in his promises, that good and faithful. Like as Jesus teaches obedience, he doesn't teach knowledge. And so those who are faithful to follow God, he will say those words. So he begins a good work in us, and it continues until that day. And so you rest assured no matter what you face in this world, God is still working in you, amen? He didn't quit on you. He didn't leave you. He is working in and through you. So don't get too weary. It's John 14, this is just an amazing promise. You see it almost at... Every funeral, probably should be at every funeral, but it says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus talking. My Father's house has many rooms. If we're not so, what I've told you, that I'm going to go there to prepare a place for you. I mean, what, what I've, this is Jesus talking to disciples, kind of rebuking him. What I've told you I was going there, if that wasn't true, but Jesus is in heaven right now making a house for us. That's what Jesus is doing. He says, I go, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. Who knows Jesus come back? He'd come back. Matter of fact, the, worst, the, the last verse in the Bible, the words, last words of God to us, it says, behold, I come. Pop quiz. Nope. Quickly. Comes quickly. Like Jesus is on a mission to come back. He says, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And then Thomas, this is probably the most honest thing, right? Thomas says, we know what you're talking about. Lord, what do you, what do you mean? We're, we're, we know you're going, so how do we know the way? And then Jesus gives this promise that we, we know this, or hopefully know this scripture. It says, Jesus says, I am the, the way. Thomas, look at me, man. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the, I'm the, for the footing. Like everything I say is true. And I'm the life. I'm the one who holds all together. I'm the one who gave life at the cross. And so anyone wants to come to the Father, nobody comes to the Father except through me. And so if you want to come to heaven and be with the Father, you got to walk through me. What a promise, amen. That, that you're like, man, I don't know where to turn. Just turn to Jesus because Jesus is the way. Like he's the answer. He's the solution. So if you don't know what to do, just pick up Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, amen. Just start searching out the things of Christ. Now, I love some of you guys are like starting out the journey. You're like, man, I read the Bible and you haven't read the Bible through, but you started in the Old Testament. You know what I'm talking about, right? And you start seeing like wars and, you know, floods and weird stuff, you know, dragons. Come on, somebody. Oh, we love that guy. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. But it's like, man, I would encourage you, man, man, don't get too lost, you know, trying to figure it all out, man. Just start with Jesus, amen? 
The Old Testament points to Jesus. New Testament points back at Jesus. I would encourage you, if you have not read the Gospels, I'm doing this. I mean, I, I, anybody can do it because my boy who is six years old is doing it, right? And we're just walking through the Gospels, and he's picking up some things. It's, it's actually kind of impressive. It's kind of scary, you know? But the boy's going to be a preacher, I'm telling you. But we can walk through the Gospels. We don't have to be afraid of what tomorrow happens because our, our bet is assured. We, we know heaven's coming. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is building a house for us. What's the worst that happens? Come on, somebody. We get to go party in heaven. We need to go, go with eternity with Jesus. And so there's so many promises found in the Bible. And I'm just going to run through, I mean, just like I said, rapid shots of, of promises. And uh, maybe there's a promise for you today. Like maybe you've forgotten a promise or maybe you didn't know a promise existed. And so I'm just going to like just chalk through them. But uh, if you're weary today, it says it gives you strength. If you look at the logo that's disappeared, <laughs> there's an eagle on there. All right. And this is why there's an eagle there. This is going to be the big reveal. Okay, I'm just kidding. It was a joke. Nobody cares. Isaiah 40 says he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And it says even youths grow tired and weary and young men uh, stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. Come on, somebody. And they'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not be faint. And so, so if you need some hope today, all you got to do is just turn to Jesus. He says you can run the extra mile. You don't even have to even climb or do anything else. You just, just soar on the back of an eagle. And so that's the kind of strength that God promises you today in the battle. And uh, I kind of like to be the guy that's uh, in a battle hard enough that have to get on the eagle, you know what I mean? Like God didn't put you here for comfort. Like you're going to have to call on him. Uh, if you're burdened, it says this in Matthew 11. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you, give you rest. And what a great promise of God. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He basically is saying is get beside me, just like you got a couple oxen, and they put a yoke on the oxen, that piece of wood holds them together. He says, get beside me, I'm going to teach you some things. you got to run some laps with Jesus, and you're going to find out, Jesus says, I'm gentle, I'm humble heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For the my yoke is easy, and the burden is light. Who knows Jesus is going to carry most of the weight, amen? Jesus is going to carry most of the weight. And, and James, there's a, there's a great scripture about Jesus. He carries a, a boulder of a burden for us, and we carry a little tiny backpack burden. And each of us have that, that yoke or that burden in our life that just reminds us that we're human, that we need Jesus. But Jesus is carrying the weight for us. If you feel unlovable, Isaiah 54 says this, though the mountains be shaken, the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you, that you are loved by God. If you feel alone today, uh, amazing verse, Ephesians 1.5 says, he predestined us for adoption. Uh, that means predestined means before the foundation of the earth, God decided in his, his mind, he decreed us for adoption of sonship. He chose to be a son or daughter of the king, amen, through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of the glory of grace, which he has freely given us and the one being Jesus who loves. Uh, if you need wisdom, James 1.5, if anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all finding, without finding fault and it'd be given to you. I love praying, God, give me wisdom beyond my years. Uh, used to be more years. I'm like middle-aged now, so my prayer will have to change at some point. Come on, somebody. Um, but be, if you're tempted, uh, who knows you can make the devil run? Do you guys know this? I love this. This would this be kind of people we need to be. When you get up in the morning, it's like, hey, that guy's out of bed. Uh, the devil is going to have to flee from you because there's a promise of God you're going to stand on. It says in James 4, submit yourselves then to God. This is surrender to God, humble yourself before God. It says resist the devil. This is what you find in Matthew 4 where Jesus, he uses scripture to resist the devil. And he, the devil's twisting all sorts of scriptures. And Jesus is like, no, 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 finish that verse. Let's say it the right way. And he just uses the, uses the scripture. He says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come on, somebody. You can make the devil run from you. 
man, that's the kind of church we should be, right? When I get up, the devil flees kind of church, right? Like Sunday morning, dude, devil, no space for you. Like you just stand on the promise of God. It says you come near to God and he will come near to you. What a promise. Like if you don't feel the presence of God in your life, maybe it's got to lean in a little bit and Jesus is going to lean right back. It says when you, he says when you sin, he forgives you, 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you or purify you from all unrighteousness. That's a great, I mean, foundational scripture as a Christian. Like you don't get saved over and over again. Uh, you basically just sin and you just go back to Jesus and say, I'm so sorry, God, I made a mistake. I've walked away from you. And Jesus is faithful to forgiveness every single time. Amen? Amen? Amen. This is foundational. I got fired up on this, by the way, because I was on Facebook, which is always a problem. And uh, there, was, there was a reel, and this dude was talking about how you can keep losing your salvation. And uh, I don't know what your theological background is, but it's just not true. And he would just use these verses out of context. They just, I don't know, that's how you get a preacher fired up. You start spinning the words of God. And so I just had to make a post. So if you're scrolling through a reel one day and you see me on there all fired up, be like, that was my pastor. <laughs> that was him. I just, man, I was fired up. I couldn't, man. So if you want a message on like not losing salvation, just ask me and I'll get tell you all about it, you know. Oh, man. Um, if, you, if you want your life to, uh, to, for God to use your life in a big way, man, Matthew 23, not that he's not, but if you want God to promote you into something that's just amazing. He says this, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You know, there's two, there's two outcomes here, same result. Uh, you either be humbled or be humble. Amen? Like, you kind of pick. Like, you can live in disobedience, and God's going to keep chasing. And he's going to keep whipping you. Ah, come on, you know? I mean, he loves you, chastens, you know, right? Hebrews 13. But if you just humble yourself, God will just pick you up and he'll, he'll give you a platform. You say yes to Jesus long enough, he'll start using your life, start changing your family through you, start changing you. You start having a different attitude just because you've humbled yourself in front of God. If you feel like you can't trust God because he may abandon you, this is a great verse, Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong, courageous, don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, we live in a really a world where, like, a lot of people are fatherless. Uh, dads are, don't even know their dads. Their dad's not there, or he's there just absent, like, emotionally. And so if you're afraid, like, oh, if I put it in with Jesus, he's going to walk away. No, 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 Jesus is never going to walk away. You're not an orphan in the kingdom. Matter of fact, there's a verse. It's, it's so amazing. It's a, found in it's John 14. I think I skipped it on here, but 18. It's, it's, it says simply this. There's the Holy Spirit come alive. He says, I will not leave you as an orphan. That the Holy Spirit is inside of you. That you are not a fatherless generation, amen? That you, you can replace everything on earth with your heavenly father. You don't have to, you don't get, oh man, my dad wasn't there for me. And I, oh, okay, but you have a father now, amen? And you can build your life on, on the father in heaven. You, and that's a, that's a battle. That's a whole men's conference kind of battle, right? But we can just submit to God and say, dude, just fill me with your spirit, change me. If you need life, John 3, 16, 17, man, this is a man a promise of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Man, what, a, what an amazing thing. Jesus didn't get so offended he didn't go to the cross. Jesus didn't get so upset with humanity to act like humanity. He just humbled himself and became obedient to death on the cross because he wanted to save people. So if you need life, you find it in Jesus. Uh, if you don't feel strong enough, you don't feel like you can meet the need of the day, like you don't make, feel like I'm making it through the week, I can't buy enough groceries, I'm going to starve to death, and it's not going to have the things of my life. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to riches and his glory in Christ Jesus. Amen? Like, you don't have to have it all together. I, I do not believe Christians starve to death. Amen? 
I don't, I don't think Christians uh, are not, their needs aren't met. Jesus will meet every single need in your life. Didn't say you're going to be wealthy. Come on, somebody. But he'll meet your needs. If you're in a battle today and you feel like you can't make it through, if you have an enemy at the gate, if somebody's up against you, like you're in this pressure cooker situation and you don't know what to, get, what to do, where to go, and you're just like totally like, man, you're kind of questioning God. Uh, you're having a crisis of faith. You got to come back to this verse, and this verse is like a trite answer, but it's a promise of God, so it's no longer trite. And it's found in Romans eight twenty eight. It says this: and We know that in all things God works. Come on, somebody! In all things, every circumstance, everything meant against you that was evil, He says, "All things God works for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose." That in every circumstance, it works for good. Everything. In your life, all circumstances, every negative, every bad thing, everything that we get bitter about. And this is what starts happening in our life. We serve God, and then you get stabbed in the back, and you serve God, and like that Christian leader fell. And then you serve God, and then you're like, ah, oh, man, why am I still going through this? I thought you cared about me. Like, I've, I've sacrificed everything for this. Where are you? We get kind of self-absorbed. Like, it comes about me. We get self-righteous, and we start having self-pity. And we start saying things like, well, why would God allow this happen to me? Oh, can you believe that person did this to me? Oh, can you believe that person filed divorce papers to me? Can you believe what that person said about me? Can, can you believe what that person posted about me? We keep saying it, don't we? It's so easy because we forget about the promise of God and we start getting all sorts of helpless. And we start playing like I'm wounded and I'm hurt. And instead of going to the promise of God, we forget the promise of God because the battle is raging. And can I encourage you today to turn to Jesus in this battle? Like we should be the kind of people that say, thank you, Jesus, for the battle. Thank you, Jesus, it's tough. Here, here's the perspective that, that we have to have as Jesus follows when we walk into a battle. Just have it now because the battle is coming, right? Here's the perspective we have to have. Thank you, Jesus, that you let me lose by 1% of the vote at the church I was at to become pastor. Thank you, Jesus, for 1%. Literally 18 years on staff, right? Or 18 years of church, 10 years on staff. And I lose by 1% of the vote to be a pastor of church. And I can walk out there and be bitter. Trust me, by that point, I wasn't. Come on, somebody, right? But 1%, what was God doing? Oh, he was doing something for me, amen? This happened to me, he did it for me. We wouldn't be in this room or have this church if it wasn't for Jesus protecting me, amen? Do something for me. And so what you guys say is, hey, he or she filed divorce papers for me, amen? For me, God's gonna use that. Think about Joseph, kicked into a, a cistern to die, some slave owner, you know, traders pick him up and put him in slavery, and what man meant for evil, God uses for good. You have no idea the story that God is gonna write through all these negative circumstances. I mean, you might have been passed up for a promotion. Do you thank God? He let me miss this promotion for me. Because I didn't realize, but if I had that promotion, it was going to wear on me. I was going to be pulled from my family. I had no idea what God was going to do or how it was going to fall apart. But thank you, Jesus, I'm in this circumstance. Amen? Think, think about this. Think about, thank you, Jesus, for the Pharisees, right? That crucified, that put Jesus to death. Thank you, Jesus, for, for guards at the tomb. I mean, come on, useless things, right? guards of the tomb just so we could show off a little more that nobody stole the body 
I mean, think about all the stories that God has taken all the battles you're facing and he's gonna turn into a victory, that there's a breakthrough. So if you're in a battle, say, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing, even though I don't understand what you're doing, amen? We don't have to know the end of the story, do we? Hey, listen, we're not helpless victims of circumstances that God is not in control of, that we stand as victors on the promises of God. We are victors on the promises of God. I'm gonna say it again. We are victors on the promises of God, amen? Victors, victors, we're not victims, amen? We're not helpless. We have the power of God in our veins. We have the promise and the sure word of God. We don't walk around with our head down and moping and complaining about all these things. Oh no, God's about to do something big. Every time I walk into battle, I start thinking, what is God going to do next? I remember walking through into Easter this year and it was just battle after battle. And me and my wife, we kept saying, dude, God's got something big for Easter. Got something big for Easter. Because we knew God's gonna do something because there's a battle raging. So I'm, I don't try to get too discouraged when there's a battle going on. I remember I was 18 years old and this is the first time I remember ever really surrendering to God. Like I knew Jesus and I had started the faith journey long enough to know like, you know, kind of where I was at spiritually, but I'd never been through like a part where I had to really submit to God. And this is the first time I surrendered to Jesus. And this is one of many times in my life where I had to come to the end of myself. And at 18 years old, I remember going to a youth camp and it was just like the call of God was on my life. And I thought, man, is it really this simple? Like the promise of God are that sure? I mean, it's just a really simple book. And the things of God aren't really too confusing or complicated when we see it. And I thought, there's no way it's that simple. And at the time, I had a full ride to Baylor. Uh, my uh, future wife was going to Baylor. It was God's will. Come on, somebody, right? I was on the water skiing team. I already joined the team, and I was ready to go. Like, this was God's thing for my life. I remember going on a mission trip that summer along with camp, and we're down in Juarez, Mexico. And I remember scraping sand off this slab of concrete so they could play basketball. By the way, soccer should have been the idea. Um, basketball, not the sport in Mexico. Come on. Um, but I remember just shoveling sand off with a two, like a piece of plywood and just getting ready to tell people about the gospel. And I remember this event ending and people coming to Christ. and been, been down there numerous times. It's like, man, is this worth selling my life out for? Is this really true? Is this, is this worth it? And I remember talking to the leaders there. And I, was, I was asking in tears, just like, are you sure? Like, can I bet my life on this? And I ended up in youth camp in that summer and just God just calls on my life. And I was just struggling to let go because I was like pre-med and all these dreams and desires. And I was gonna do it my way, right? And I remember that God just spoke to me. He said, son, if you give me the pen to your life, I'll write you a story or share. But if you hold in that pen, you're gonna write a man-sized story. But I'm a God-sized story. I just remember just going outside. I prayed by this tree, John Brown University. And I remember literally saying to Jesus, you can take the pen. Like you can have my life. You can write the chapter. And I'm just telling you, every battle ends with that same surrender. Every battle you're in, just say, just take this, write the story. Because if I write the story, it ain't gonna go well. So you just write the story. And I've, wrote, I've just said yes to Jesus long enough to see God's faithfulness. My encouragement today is that you begin to say yes to Jesus, amen? Some of you guys in the battle and you need God to write the story for the first time. Some of you guys have been in so many battles, you're like, God's got this. You're like, David, who's that talking smack, right? Like you're ready to go 
fight for the things of God. But some of you today don't even know the promise of God. Today is for you. That everyone calls the name of Jesus to be saved and forgiven and changed. And today, I don't know about you, but I think we need to get on the wave of faith and just ride the promise of God. Amen? I think it's time for the church to kind of rise up and do something bold. Like, let's take a risk for Jesus. Like, when's the last time you can look at your life and say, dude, that was bold faith? Like, I was riding the promise of God. Dude, we were about to crash. It was all about God's grace we went through, but I stepped out on a limb for Jesus. Often we're playing too safe as Christians, too afraid to share, too afraid to stand for what's right, too afraid to push back against the world, to be vocal, too, too afraid of these things. Instead, we should just stand up and rise up as a church. Can I encourage you to stop being bitter, just, just to stop being a, a downer, a fault finder? Come on, somebody. Uh, just stop being negative. To, to, to stop worrying. Every, every day you spend in worry, every day you spend in being bitter or being offended or being wounded or, 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 or talking about how terrible your, our lives are and we have this negativity, every day we spend on that is one day we wasted from being in the power of God. Amen? We gotta start realizing our days are short and we're, we're spending it too far. We were giving the enemy too much victory. Like we've given, we've given Satan too much praise. Like we've given the person in our life that maybe abandoned us and left us, we've given them too much power in our life. Amen? If you walk through a season where somebody's abandoned you and you're still bitter about it, I kind of encourage you, man, just find Jesus. Just start praying for that person. Oh, man, your life's going to change. You start praying for your enemies. All of a sudden, you start getting better and you start moving forward and God starts using your life in incredible ways. Dude, our life is too short. Our God is too good. Our calling is too great to stand outside the promises of God. Amen? We have a call in our life, the mission that God's called you to. We gotta get ready for what God has for us. God's promises are true and never change, amen? I'm the church, we're gonna stand up, we're gonna lean into things of Christ. Father, come before you. God, I pray for a church just to be on, the, on fire for you, God. That we just stand on the promises. We come back next week and say, man, this week was different. This week was different because I, I put those things in my heart this week. Like I realized I've been battling by myself and I just put the spirit of God right in the middle of the battle. I just leaned in Jesus. I just rose up on wings of eagles. Just, God was different this week. I just trusted in him. I searched faithfully for him. I looked for his face in the Bible. I got in the word. I got in the scripture. He spoke to me. I'm just building my life on Jesus. I'm going to say yes to Jesus. Let's see what God continue to do. I pray for a group of people in the house. That's those of you who need Jesus. Those who need the promise that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to talk to you today that those who need Jesus. The Bible says that anybody who calls the name of Jesus be saved, forgiven, made new. That Jesus died on the cross and exchanged all your wrongs for all his rights. And today you can walk out of here with the Holy Spirit. You can be changed. You can be on a sure footing forever. You can be with heaven, in heaven with Jesus who is building a house and coming back for you. And so if you need Jesus and you need life, this is your moment. What you feel is the Holy Spirit calling you and drawing you to himself. And so today if you need Christ, this moment's for you. And so if God's just stirring in you and you would say yes to Jesus for the first time, man, would you be unashamed? Would you just lift your hand there and say, I need Jesus today? Come on. Across this room, I need the power of God in Jesus to be forgiven and changed and made whole. This is for you. I see your hand. Yes, I need Jesus today. Come on. This invitation's for you. If that's you, just pray this prayer. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. I recognize your promises never, ever, ever fail. Today, I'm going to stand on the promise of God, the greatest promise of God. I'm going to call on you, Jesus.
forgiving my sins. God, make me whole today. I want to follow you and say yes to you today and tomorrow and every day moving forward. I want to use me, God. Use my life. Write my story. You can have the pen. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus, what he's doing. Come on, somebody. All right. Hey, if that's you, we're excited for you. If you made that decision today, I want to give you a couple next steps that you can take. Number one, I want you to find that communication card that's right there. It's either on your chair, maybe in front of you. And I want you to mark that you committed your life to Christ. And if you'll put some information down on there, we would love to mail you a resource this week. It's a book called Begin. And it's only about 100 pages long. It's a pretty quick read but it's a powerful read and it's just a great launching point for your journey uh, that this next step that you've made with a life for Christ. And hey, speaking of powerful books, the other thing I want to tell you about is we got red bags on the table back there and the book is in that bag. God's word to us is in that bag. Of course, we're talking about the Bible. And of course, we also have some other resources in there we'd love to just gift you today. The most important thing I could just say is welcome home, welcome to the family, and tell someone about your decision because we would love to celebrate with you. Man, Sean gave a word today. It was so awesome. Just that reminder that the promises of God never fails. We are victors in Christ. And so I want to tell everyone about some next steps that apply to all of us here in the room today. The first one is maybe this uh, going to church thing is kind of new for you. Maybe you've just gotten back into the swing of going to church week to week here in this season. And I just want to say, we're excited to have you here. And I just want to encourage you to keep doing that. And I want to invite you to come back and hang out with us again next week. Next week, we're going to have an awesome uh, gathering where we're going to celebrate the uh, 2023 grads, the students, the graduating class of 2023. So if that's you, if you're a grad yourself or you're a family of a grad on that same communication card, I want you to check that. We'd love to get with you this week and make you a part of that gathering. We're going to honor the grads. We're going to honor the families. Take some time just to encourage them to keep pursuing God and their next chapter. And hey, there's going to be cake and refreshments for all of us. So we're just going to have a real nice time next week. And we would love to see you here. Speaking of upcoming gatherings that we're excited about, I hope you're taking notes. Just around the corner is Mother's Day, is Mother's Day. So plan for those gifts, plan for all those things they're going to do to spoil the special moms in our lives. And we're going to do it up big here at Real Life Church. It's another three gathering morning. We're so excited just to open up this place and make it really comfortable for people to invite. And speaking of invites, you'll see cards on your chair or maybe it's on the ground in front of you. Bring people, invite. What, what an easy ask just to say, hey, will you come out and hang out with us at Real Life Church on Mother's Day? And so if you've been with us a while, you might be kind of used to uh, the photo booth. We, we like to do that a lot around here, but we're going to take it a little step further on Mother's Day. We're going to have professional photographers here to take family portraits. These are like mantle-worthy portraits. In fact, this is such a cool opportunity. We're going to go ahead and ask you to plan for that. Go on our website, reallifechurchkc.com, and actually register for your time. Make a little appointment, if you will. Uh, you can pretend, if it helps, pretend that you're going to Sears. You know, put on your Sunday best, kids. We're going to Sears. We're getting our pictures taken. Maybe that helps you. It's kind of that vibe. But it's going to be a really special, uh, special morning. And so uh, that, what a great gift for mom, right? A beautiful 
beautiful family picture. Everyone's smiling, everyone's hair straight. So uh, we're excited for that. So make sure you're inviting people and bringing them out. And hey, just to kind of keep that fresh on your brain as you're leaving today, every lady in the house, whether you're a mom or not, every lady is gonna get a beautiful carnation on your way out. Just as that reminder, hey, Mother's Day's coming and we just wanna honor all the ladies in the house today. So don't leave here without one of those. Something else we're really excited about today, and I realize, guys, in the back, I'm out of order a little bit. Sorry. We have a really cool thing right after this gathering. It's called the New Here Social. And this is a chance for uh, those of you that have already RSVP'd to just come on out and meet some of the leaders at Real Life Church, learn a little bit more about how things are going and, and what we do around here and how you can just, you know, play a role in that at Real Life Church. Just a chance to kind of hang out, honestly. Uh, got some food, some snacks for you. And if that sounds cool, but you didn't RSVP, I want you to say it with me. Get out your communication card, and I want you to mark that you're interested in the next New Here Social. We're going to run these probably about every month. I know we've got one coming up next month, and we would love for you to be a part of that. So if you've already RSVP'd, we look forward to seeing you. It's right down the hallway out here, past the restrooms on the right. You can't miss it, and we're excited to connect with you in just a moment. And for the rest of you, hopefully next month. Well, guys, I am so stoked by what a generous church you are at Real Life Church. It's because of your generosity that last week, week, six people either committed their life to Christ for the first time or recommitted. So can we give it up for everything God's been doing? Man, that is so awesome. And your generosity plays a huge part in that. It also plays a part in a new class that Pastor Sean's going to be offering for people who are brand new to the faith that just committed their life. And he's going to tell you more about that in just a moment. But I want to invite everyone to take a part in generosity today. Now, if you're brand new with us today, we don't want anything from you. This gathering was our gift to you. But if you do call Real Life Home, there's three ways to give. Real Life Church kc.com, any amount to 84321. Um, of course, your envelopes, cash, and the giving buckets that are coming by. We also have a drop box in the back. As these ushers are uh, setting the buckets down here in a moment, that's also a perfect place for you to put those uh, connection cards as well. All right, well, check out this video from Pastor Sean. Here we go. Hey, Real Life, we have something very, very special coming up next Sunday. And last week we had six people commit their lives to Jesus. So over the last five weeks, we're talking over 25 people who have started a relationship with Jesus. And next Sunday, we'll help those people and many of you take your very next step to know God. So it's awesome what God is doing and moving and trusting us with new believers. And I believe new believers are the greatest gift God can give a church and the great stewardship we have as believers to grow and develop. And so next Sunday, if you are starting out in your journey with Jesus, if you are new to the faith or coming back to the faith and have questions, just basic things to, to follow God, I wanna invite you out to what we call a Know God class. It's launching on May 7th, very next Sunday, first gathering at 9.30. And I wanna encourage you to be part of this. It's gonna last for four weeks. You're gonna walk through the basics of what it is to, to know God through salvation and through prayer, reading the Bible, the basics of the Bible, very conversation, very, very organic. 
And so I'll invite you to be part of this uh, as you start this journey to pursue God on your own, uh, that we're not like a stop just because we have a relationship with God and not just show up on Sundays, but we're going to know this to fully find Jesus. And so just four weeks, uh, I encourage you to get lined with Jesus, get a uh, heartbeat with Jesus and know the scripture. And uh, we're going to have people in there that encourage you, build you up. If you feel like you don't know enough or feel unqualified, that is what qualifies you in this. And so I invite you to be part of the story that God is writing through our No God class next Sunday. Stop online. Love to see you there. All right, guys, what another great Sunday. Hey, if you RSVP'd already, we look forward to seeing you right after this gathering in the new here social down the hall. And if you need prayer, there's going to be someone right up here that would love to pray with you this morning. We'd love to see everyone back next week for another message of the songs that bring hope at 930 or 11. And remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. Have a great week.